Hi, this is Nicholas Tutora, and welcome to Tutora Time. On our show, we discuss the political issues of the day and how they are affecting our nation, our society, and the world. Thanks for joining us. Hi, this is Nicholas Tutora, and welcome to another episode of Tutora Time. Today is Friday, December 18th, 2020. And for those of you following the presidential election and continuing litigation around it, the 18th of December is a very important day. Um, Back in 2018, Donald Trump signed an executive order against interference, uh, election interference from foreign entities. Uh, And if you take the time to look at his executive order, it's really quite extensive. It covers if any voting systems, voting machines, uh, you know, elected officials, the media, and the foreign governments involved in the election fraud are all culpable. Um, Also, it says that the machines and the voting records and everything around it can be seized um, in order to ensure the authenticity of the voting mechanism. So what's supposed to happen is John Radcliffe, the head of the DNI, the director of national intelligence, he's supposed to give a report to the president and to Congress saying whether the election, uh, election has been subject to foreign interference. Now... My understanding and the reports I've seen is that he, Radcliffe, has already said that this is the case. Uh, However, it's supposed to require other heads of other agencies to sign off on it before the report is given to Congress. And my understanding of the last I've heard is that they are refusing to provide that report. So again, it's another case of the deep state of people who are trying to undermine and overturn Trump's presidency, interfering with what's actually going on. Uh, They're interfering with Trump's executive order and they refuse to carry it out. So in my opinion, Trump is no longer required to wait for them to provide such a report. He already has the preliminary report and ideas from Radcliffe. That is enough to act on. And I believe we're going to see it. If you look at some of the other moves that have been going on in terms of changes in government positions, um, I think Donald Trump is getting ready to invoke that executive order because clearly he needs to. I mean, you have 50%, 47% of the American public believe that the election was not on the up and up. And I don't know how you could possibly have an election uh, that's going to be respected when that many people believe that the election itself was fraudulent. And also, along lines with that, I just saw a story last night come out about why John Roberts, why the Supreme Court rejected the Texas case. Now, this report was from, it was reported not directly by Uh, an associate or somebody on the staff of the justices of the Supreme Court, but somebody who heard it from them. So it is hearsay in that regard. However, 
this is what's being quoted and I haven't heard anybody push back against it. So the story as it goes is that the, the nine justices of the Supreme Court went into a closed room to discuss whether they're going to take the Texas case or not. And this is what they always do. They sit down to discuss it. And the report, the, the, the person who testified uh, said that usually those, those uh, meetings are very civil, very quiet, but this time they could hear screaming through the doors, uh, through the walls of the meeting. And basically it was John Roberts and the liberal justices on the Supreme Court screaming at the conservatives how they're not gonna take the case, how they can't take the case. And when Alito uh, brought up, uh, Alito and Clarence Thomas brought up, well, there's the precedent of Bush v. Gore, where the state, you know, the Supreme Court needed to hear the case because it was an equal protection case, which is the basis of the Texas case. Uh, when they brought up that case, Robert said, I don't give a bleep about that case. That was back before there was rioting. There wasn't rioting back then. So basically, the story is unfolding that John Roberts shot down hearing the Texas case because he was fearful of the rioting that could ensue. Basically, if this is true, which I believe it is, basically what they're saying is that the mob is running the streets. The Supreme Court, the justice, the chief justice of the Supreme Court of the United States does not want to take a case on whether there was election fraud because he's afraid of the mobs in the street. If that's so, then really the country is at a much lower position than I could have ever imagined. I mean, that that's basically treason on part of the high court not upholding the law out of fear. If the high court and the land doesn't want to do that, how are the rest of our citizens supposed to feel about reporting crime or anything like that, which is really the goal of a lot of this movement, the BLM movement and these social justice warriors. They're looking to criminalize good people uh, and they wanna make you hesitant before you call the police. They want you to feel like you might be the one who is victimized. And again, they are doing this because many on the left believe that minor black people have been victimized simply because they're black for no other reason, which I don't believe is true. Obviously there's been cases throughout history and there is a history in this country, but I mean, we're talking, this is 2020, you know, the, the things that they're bringing up are things that happened you know, 50, 60 years ago. Um, you know, it's, it's preaching permanent victimhood to tell a black person that they can't achieve anything they want in this country because the evidence is just to the contrary. There are so many people of all races who have succeeded that you can't claim that you can't get ahead because of your race or your gender or whatever it may be. Um, so, But these people on the left, they really want to flip the tables. They want decent citizens afraid of the police, afraid to call the police, afraid of the justice system, afraid of not receiving justice in the justice system. And they're doing it. They're doing it. Decent citizens of all races have been too passive and willing to stand by while all this happens. And another reason all this is able to happen is because of money. The money that comes into politics is simply ridiculous. It comes from foreign sources. It's dark money. Even though the law is supposed to be no foreign dollars coming in, they find a way to get it in. 
radical groups endlessly funding. I mean, a hundred million, or excuse me, five hundred million dollars is going into these Senate races in Georgia. How can a decent citizen get ahead? How can the voices of the citizens be heard when people are buying the political system for hundreds of millions of dollars? We definitely need some kind of campaign finance reform. Um, you know, I don't know exactly what it would look like, but if even if it was. Uh, publicly financed campaigns, which many on the right, many Republicans are against, and they might not be the best thing, but I believe that there has to be some kind of reform because, I mean, what's worse, having the government pay small amounts, and I think it should be a fixed amount for every candidate in every office, having the government pay that, we the people pay that, or having massive dark money come in to pay for that. Or even if it's not that, we could also go with another thing. How about you're not allowed to spend more than twice what your office would pay on a campaign? And you got to figure out how to do it. That means the president of the United States would only be able to spend $800,000 on a campaign. I know it seems crazy, but we can do it. I mean, we could make it that that news media, public media has to allow access for candidates for certain times. We could change the entire format of how our message, how polit politicians' messages get out there. Um, because right now, it's really just going to the highest bidder. And this is why you could have consistently, for years and years, people vote for things, and they never get done. I mean, look what just happened to the masses in, the Donald, Trump, in Donald Trump's presidency. People voted for him. He won in 20, he won both times, but in 2016, they weren't ready to prevent him from winning with cheating because they didn't think he had a chance. So he gets in, he had a very clear agenda, and at every step of the way, he was blocked or tried to, you know, they tried to undermine him. And how were they able to do that? They were able to do that because they had huge amounts of money that flows into the system and they pay off the people that they need to pay off, whether it's judges or politicians. And they're doing the will of the people who are donating to them. They're not doing the will of the people who actually voted for Trump. And, you know, now they're not even making any bones about it. They're just basically saying it doesn't really matter how you vote. Look at this last election. All the irregularities, 2,500 plus affidavits of people saying that they saw things that were fraudulent and wrong. And they're all just ignored. All the statisticians, all the looks at the Dominion voting systems that clearly show fraudulent voting, but nobody's concerned. I guess in the new America, we're just supposed to tolerate thuggery and thievery. Um, you know, this is really what they're saying. The, the left is not about making everybody the same or giving them equal opportunity by lifting everybody up. It's by tearing everybody down. They are keeping children out of school to keep them uneducated, illiterate, unaware of history. This way they could perpetrate anything they want on them. I believe that Trump is going to take some steps on his executive order, and I really believe he needs to. Um, I really believe that Donald Trump, it's coming down to him being the last person to be able to save the Republic, and he needs to take action. He talks all the time that the election was stolen. I believe he believes it, and I believe it's true. So therefore, he must take action. He can't just step away at the end of this term and say, we'll get him next time, because there really is no next time. This is the time 
there is no tomorrow uh, as far as this goes. You know, and while we go through all this, Patriots, I want you to keep the, 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 the heartbeat of freedom alive in you. I want you to keep the high ideals and the high principles of freedom and individual liberty in front of you, in your mind, in your heart. And I want you to challenge all these people who are going for this collectivism, socialism, and these COVID lockdowns, challenge them. I mean, do you really want to give up your individual liberty and self-expression to buy into groupthink that was set up by these politicians like AOC, you know, people in their 20s? Um, you know, there's plenty of brilliant people in their 20s, but, you know, many people are still inexperienced. They haven't lived. I mean, with life comes experience and wisdom and a lot of the a lot of the uh, social justice warriors, they're just basically hysterical, angry children uh, who are venting and we are allowing them to vent. It also says something about our generation of parenting. I'm very sorry. The generation has not parented their children very well, left many of them to their own devices, um, total confusion in terms of family structure. And we're seeing the price paid in the streets. When you grow up and you live without a family structure and you don't know where your parents are, who's, who you can rely on, you are filled with anger and hate and you can be, you don't, it's not a must, but often you are and we see it playing out on the streets of America. And it looks like John Roberts, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, is afraid of the anger of the masses and the mobs. We have to stop this and it has to stop now. So Donald Trump, I support you in taking the actions you need to take and patriots be ready to stand up when the time comes. And in the meantime, do all you can, all the stop the steal demonstrations you could get to, all the phone calls you can make to state legislatures, all the phone calls you can make to your senator and congressman to challenge the electoral certification when it gets to the Congress on July on January 6th. This is up to us now. We, the people, control this government, not the bought and paid for politicians. Well, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon.